Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. There goes my voice again. Crackling. I, I had, you guys, I woke up. I hadn't really been feeling good, but I woke up last week and that's hence why there was no podcast i had a zero voice which is really frustrating when you're like a mom and you're trying to like yell at your kids or talk to them or i couldn't really say anything so i'd have to like constantly tap croy but anyways yeah it's pretty quiet around the house oh that's real funny buddy um (laughs) happy new year you guys happy new year happy new year it is 2020 i want to tell you guys something that i um actually posted yesterday on my instagram i never thought about this until i saw somebody else post it new year new decade and yes new year new decade when signing and dating legal documents do not use 20 as the year as in 2020, like March 3rd, 2020, 2020. So March 3rd, 2020, for example, being written as 3320 could be modified to 33217 or 33218, etc. Protect yourself. 2021. No, come on. Um, protect yourself. Do not abbreviate 2020, you guys. Fully write out the date. I think that's really awesome. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Write out 2020. Yeah. So anyway, super important for this year. Um, our hearts go out to Australia. Um, how awful with those fires. Crazy. I mean, I, it's, it's unbelievable. There's a lot of ways that we can all help. Um, every little bit counts you guys. Um, there's several on Instagram. I mean, I've posted, a lot of people have posted ways that you can give back. I mean, these firefighters are all volunteering. Right. Some have, um, passed away doing it uh, they're donating their time their energy um right it's it's pretty yeah i mean i've heard i shouldn't say heard, but read some things and seen some things where people are like well they're their own country they can take care of it or you know that's they it's got it figured out so but it's shitty. at this point it's on such a large scale that it's it's a, it's a need world help. issue yeah. it's a humanitarian issue it's it's bad you know it's it's going to affect a lot of things for quite some time like the amount of smoke and millions of yeah. um animals have passed i've yeah. seen pictures of kangaroos holding other can- mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's absolutely yeah. devastating so our hearts are with you guys there um it was a rough start to our new year we'll get into that and kane and his dirt bike accident go-kart or go yeah. go-kart i don't know why i said dirt bike um, a shout out to my hairdresser, Nikki, the big five. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> she's going to be so mad. You just told everybody. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, my phone is on. Um, happy birthday. We love you, Nikki. Um, we just wrapped Don't Be Tardy season eight officially. Fully. Fully. Fully wrapped. So everybody's done their interviews. We're all good to go. I'm so excited. I do know that this is going to be the best season yet. I can promise you. <laughs> it's definitely one of the most trying. Yeah. Um, um, so anyways, I forgot about Australia cab cosmetics for the, the past few hours and, you know, 24 hours, we'll be donating a portion of our sales to Australia, um, to help as well. You guys, um, which I know a lot of companies and organizations, yeah. even though we're on the smaller side, um, yeah. are doing that as well. Give so, them what you can give what you can. Let's just jump right in to Kane. I wrote dirt bike. I don't know why. That's why I said that. Yeah, I wrote maybe dirt you're bike. About buying me and one? like, no, I'm not. You buy me a dirt bike, it's baby. Not, it's not happening, sweetie. Bye, sweetie. Kawasaki 250. Not happening. No. Croy let one of his um, friends, football player friends, borrow his Never motorcycle. Happened. Okay, well, I'm not saying his name. 
and borrowed his never motorcycle. Happened. I never, he's never I didn't have a motorcycle when I was in football. He's never had. Oh, that's funny. He's never. <laughs> this guy's never driven a motorcycle in his life. Yeah. And he crashed the damn thing like five minutes in. Like, why are you getting on one anyway when you've never driven one? Yeah, no, that was a uh, that was an unfortunate situation. <laughs> it was a. It became. I just think it became bad real quick. Yeah. Croy said he heard it and was like, oh, hell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So let's let's talk about this. So the boys got go-karts for Christmas and um, we take our go-kart or our, our golf cart and the boys will follow behind us on their go-karts. And so um, I guess I'd, I did have a dream about Kane and something like happening minor. It wasn't like crazy, but I definitely was worried about him. So... You know, our neighborhood, we're pretty much on the road um, until we get to this one part of our neighborhood where there's no homes, and it's just like kind of a circle area. They're, you know, going to be building there eventually, but so it's this large circle that the kids can drive around and nothing can really happen, or so I thought. So as we pulled out of our driveway and we headed that way, I think it was like Christmas Day, right? I mean, um, New Year's Day, I think. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So they're behind us, and I look behind, and Kane's the last one in the row of the three. And I was like, nope, got to stop. We got to put Kane in the middle. I don't know why. I just need, I had a dream. Put him in the middle. Croy's like, okay. So he did that and put them in the middle. So KJ or Cash was behind him, and, and vice versa was in front of him. So he was in the middle. So we got to the destination. It's not that far. The dogs get to run around and play in the circle while the kids just drive around, and they love it. So... We're not there very long, and Ariana pulls up in the car because she's like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't ask me to come. So Brielle's with us, Zach's with us, all the littles. And then I didn't even ask Ariana because it was going to be a quick trip. It was getting really cold out. and um, Well, usually she's doing her own thing, too. She's in her room doing her makeup, on FaceTime, running the streets with her friends, eating out, good night. Like, she's always doing something. Whatever, yeah. So she's never really... Hanging out with us lately. So she shows up and she has like no shoes on and she's getting out of the car. She's like, you didn't think to ask me, huh? I'm I'm just right in my room, but don't worry about me. I'm fine. So I said, oh, come on. Like, so she was standing there kind of talking to me and we were shooting the shit. So uh, a couple minutes later, I hear this like, I hear a pretty long like bang, like somebody had hit something and I heard like a very odd sound. Yeah. And I was like, what was that? And Ariana and Corey were like, well, I don't know. And I was like, where's Kane? I immediately was like, where's Kane? And they're like, he's fine. He's going driving around, you know? So I'm like, well, where is he? And I'm looking around the circle. And even when I'm talking, you guys, you know, I'm, I am a nervous Nelly as a parent, very anxious. So I'm always in my peripheral watching them. And I don't see Kane like going around. I'm like, where's Kane? I start losing my shit. Corey's like, relax. His- no, I, I don't even think I said that. I was like, I don't, I, I don't really know. Like, and I could see usually there's like a section where all you can kind of see is their little heads just because the elevation of the street and, and the what's the dirt and stuff kind of around. So you see their little heads go through this little section. So I, at that point, I was looking at two heads, and I was like, I don't know where the third one's at. Right. right. I was like, I don't know. I don't so know. there's this area. Like, I definitely heard, like, a, a crash bang kind of thing. And so there's this area around the circle that has, like, these boulders, rocks, and it's, like, good four feet, three, four feet high. And it's only about five feet long. Like, it's right. just a small little, you know, section and so i'm like i think he's over there you know i think he's over there so croy starts to like walk across this this big circle yeah um and that point i can see what i think is his head i'm like oh yeah there there he is like he's on the other side of the little rocks right there just stopped he's not he's no longer moving but i i think i see his little his little head sticking above the right so ariana and i'm like ariana i'm really nervous she's like mom i'm sure he's fine you know like in 10 words or less she's basically trying to say that the um it doesn't go very fast, blah, 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 blah. And this so, is all happening within like split seconds. So all this conversation and people's thoughts and all this where it may sound like it's happening over minutes, but no, it's like a matter of like 15, 20 seconds max. Right. All this is happening. So all of a sudden, Croy starts to like run like he's playing in like a football game and he's about to score a touchdown. And I immediately like throw up. And I'm not a throw. I've thrown up a couple of times in my whole life. Like I was more like just nerves and just. Anyways, I'm like Ariana. Like she's right next to me. I'm like go check on him. And I I can't handle it. And I'll get into that in a second. Um, but I, Croy is like the calm force in our house, and that's just kind of his personality. I am very anxious and just the way it is. And I'm, I think it has a lot to do with just being a mom in general and going through some things that, you know, I just haven't healed from or, or whatever. But 
So I see that and I'm freaking out. So KJ and Cash are now kind of passing me on their go-karts at this point. And I'm like, go check on Kane right now. I'm like, and KJ's like, oh, okay, okay. Like freaked out. So they kind of head over there. I look and I see Croy. You can go ahead. So when you start running. Yeah, well, I, so I couldn't really see. It was a little bit towards dusk and visibility was a little, you know, it wasn't great. But at, once I got close enough to where I could see, it wasn't the helmet that was sticking up. His helmet's black. It was the tire. So what I was, so I instantly knew that he was, the cart was upside down. Um, and so in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, this dang cart's sitting on top of Kane and he can't get out from underneath it. So that's why I started to sprint over there to know to get the cart off of the, off of Kane. It was pretty scary. So, um, Long story short, so I get over there. Sorry, so I get over there. Yep, and uh, sure enough, the cart's upside down. So I just go to flip it over, and as I'm flipping it over, at this point, he's already unbuckled his seatbelt to try to like get out from underneath it, but his little foot got, uh, I guess, kind of caught—not really caught, but it was still stuck up by the gas pedal to where when it had flipped over, his little it it basically got his foot stuck, but it wasn't stuck, stuck. And so I go to flip it over, and so that kind of then continues to twist his leg. So at that point, he's like, oh, my leg, my leg, you know. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know. So as I was turning it and flipping it, he's got to kind of like hop back into the seat because he had unbuckled himself. And uh, thank God he was, you know, the cart is designed. It has a roll cage on it and stuff, so it it doesn't crush him. Uh, but it's not a full enclosed roll cage. It's it's just a roll cage that covers and protects the head. So um, it doesn't like fully sit on top of somebody if it was to roll over. But I, I'm just hysterical. I've had enough. Like I, you know, I try to be like a boy mom, like I said to Croy, but it's very hard for me. I, you know, the girls didn't want go karts. They weren't on like dirt bikes. They weren't on four wheelers. So I am just a nervous person anyway. My mom was that way. It's just really who I am. Obviously, my kids are my whole life. So if anything goes wrong, like I'm not very rational. And so I'm just crying. And I'm like walking over there and I'm like, is he okay? You know, and Ariana had, by the way, I left out the fact that Ariana had run through glass and rocks because she had no shoes on. I didn't even pay attention. Like I just stood there. She could have definitely had my slippers and she ran as fast as she could through everything to get there. Yeah. And his helmet, his visor was completely busted off. It's all banged up in the front. I did post about this on my Instagram and stress the importance of helmets. And I had so many people, um, and we'll get into one of them um, here in a bit, but DM me on Instagram and send emails to my website talking about one lady, in fact, lost her son because he wouldn't wear a helmet at 18. And at 18, she basically was like, you know, he, he under my roof, he had to wear one and he passed and it was horrible. It made my stomach hurt so bad. And I know, and I said in my Instagram post to everybody that um, if you're not walking, you need a helmet. Like on a scooter, on a go-kart, on a bike, a four-wheeler, I don't care what it is. Like, you know, you can fix a broken arm, but you can't fix your brain kind of thing. And I I just really want to stress that to parents um, because ultimately that's what saved Kane. So it was very scary, and I just like cry. I just want to go home, and I just can't, you know, basically handle it. He's like, "They're your boys. They're going to get into things," and that was that was not working for me. I was like, "I just want to fucking go home," and I just was so nervous the whole way home. And well, I, I had know. restricted his his cart from going faster than KJ and Cass's just so that he could get used to it. Even though he's a fantastic driver, it's unbelievable at his age because he's driven since he could walk. He's been driving power wheels and mm-hmm. other little small go karts and other small battery powered things that you know could go. What five, he did was eight, he had hit a big rock right well so he was looking so when they they go around the circle they kind of chase each other they can't really pass each other because they all go the same speed except for canes so he was they kept cutting him off earlier though mm -hmm. in a way though they think they're cute so he was looking behind him thinking that he was like winning the race even though the boys had already lapped him probably like five times and so as he was looking behind him is he started to pull the cart his steering wheel to the right which these boulders were right next to the road and he basically just drove up on the rock which caused it to roll over totally like such an odd scenario. It, it, it could, you know, like it, it had, he been somewhere else within the circle. He just would have ran up on the curb. Right. He actually so, like chipped the curb, like the concrete the was, yeah, it was very it happening. were just pretty slim, but it did. 
And so, but we had talked about when we got them, I said, you know, Hey, if, if for whatever reason, this thing starts to roll over, don't stick your arm out and try to stop it. You know, don't stick your leg out. Just simply hold onto the wheel as tight as you can. And this cage behind you will keep you safe. It'll protect you from getting scratched and squished and whatever. And just hang on basically. Um, and so he did, he followed at, I guess he followed the directions. He just held out because his hand wasn't scraped He's up. So sweet, <laughs> my God! His, you know, he didn't hurt his arm. He didn't hurt his leg. He, his foot got a little twisted around, but his nothing. helmet was real messed yeah. up. So that was um, um, thank God. But that's again mm-hmm. my my point in stressing that. So that's kind of what happened with that. I was like so distraught. I poured myself a glass of wine and was like just sitting there trying to relax and like okay, I hope this is the most excitement that I have for 2020. And I think since the incident, and I said this on my thing, since the incident with cat on my Instagram, since the incident with cash, it like haunts me anytime, like Corey yells my name or uh, anytime, like I hear a piercing cry. It's just, it really did a number on me. So I'm going to definitely look into getting that figured out for 2020. Cause it's a hell of a way to live, like always kind of on edge. And I mean, that definitely caused um, a lot of heartache in our family. So, and a lot of panic. Um, and that's, you know, you'll get to see kind of on season eight this year of kind of how we try to deal with that as a whole. But yeah, I definitely need some more work. Like I was just saying, you guys, if you're like me, you've got stuff, lots of stuff, stuff you no longer use or maybe never used, stuff that doesn't spark joy in your life. Now, the new year is here and it's time to finally deal with it all. And I'm not talking about hiding it in the closet. I'm talking about selling it on Mercari. You know Mercari, the selling app that makes selling almost anything fast and easy. So here's where you begin. You go through your home, you find all the stuff that you didn't use in 2019, the phone in your drawer, the jeans you only wore once, that handbag hiding in the back of your closet. Listing takes just minutes. You take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is connected to millions of buyers on the app Mercari. Mercari will even email you a shipping label when it sells. Everything ships so there's no awkward meetup with strangers, which is great now that it's dark at night, to be honest. The app has over 500,000 reviews on the app store with an average of 4.8 star rating, so why not give it a try? So ring in the new year with less stuff in your home and more money in your pockets with Mercari. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. We got so many emails about you know, PTSD and, and, you know, everybody's kind of, um, what own unique situations. Yeah, their own where unique they situations. I feel like we've read Christy Glover before, but this is from her. She emailed to Kim at Kim Zolciak and she just said, good evening. I just want to email and say it's perfectly okay for you to still struggle with your baby's trauma. When something happens to your child, it's a hundred percent affects the entire household. My oldest boy who is now 20 had a very freak accident playing basketball when he was a sophomore in high school, he had gone up to block a shot and the other boy had changed position at the last moment, causing Alex to come down and get flipped off the guy's back, sending him headfirst into the gym floor from about three or three to four feet high. It immediately knocked him out and sent him into a seizure. When he was taken to the ER, it just happened the doctor that night had been in the military and worked at Walter Reed on TBI on the TBI ward. Talk about God's work there. I witnessed the entire thing and can still visualize it like it's yesterday. I used to wake from a dead sleep from the nightmares, random nights, no rhyme or reason to them. I may still have one from time to time, but not like I used to. So just so you know, it does get better. I had to stop thinking about the what ifs and start thinking of the positives. That's true. So just hang in there, mama. On a lighter note, I've never been a fan of Real Housewives franchise, but somehow I happen to come across your podcast and I love it. I'm a mailman, so you and Corey help me pass the time. Oh, that's really that's sweet. Um, I've been binging for the last couple of weeks. The people in my route must think I'm crazy because I always have my pods <laughs> and I'm always laughing like a jackass. The episode about the seller juice, Kim, I can't even. I absolutely adore you all. Much lover. Oh, that's amazing. Christy Glover. Thanks so much for your email. Thanks, Christy. You know, I think about it literally uh, at least five days a week, the incident with cat. I just, I don't know. It just really did something to me. And it was probably the scary. I mean, Brielle's, you know, busted her chin open at the Lancome counter in the mall when she was four. Ariana busted her chin open on a table, a marble table in my house when she was two. Um, like just her forehead, they both had stitches. Brielle choked on a peppermint candy when she was about four, about three. We had to rip her out of her car seat and it was very, very scary. Cash or KJ's choked. Corey had to help him out with that but i've never i mean you know obviously the cash incident was really 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 traumatizing to me and so um i appreciate you saying that i do feel like it's gotten a little bit easier but i mean it was just two and a half years ago it's not like it was you know i think with time maybe it'll get easier but um that feeling yeah i mean yeah it's horrible so 
Anyways, thank you for your email, Christy. I appreciate it. We have another email. The subject is my bicycle helmet safety story from Didi. I want to thank you for sharing your story about the importance of helmet, helmet safety. And I wanted to share my story of how a helmet saved my son's life. In 2005, when my son was 12 and riding his bike, he was hit by an SUV and was found by first responders. And my husband wedged under the truck with his bicycle on top of him. And he was still stuck under the truck when I arrived at the scene. I never actually saw the accident because my husband, who was halfway under the truck with him shouting to the crowd to keep me away and as pissed off as I was about it at the time something kept me from pushing through the crowd and I still thank him for that decision today besides my unexplainable panic the most vivid memory I have is when I was getting in the ambulance a firefighter handed me my son's bike helmet completely cracked in half and told me that this was the only thing that saved his life and then he thanked me for being a responsible mom miraculously after we got to the ER they wiped all of the road rash and the blood and he only had a few scrapes and a few broken bones we lived in a small suburban town in New Jersey, about five miles long, and bike riding was the way most children got around. And I was always amazed at how these kids in the town did not have bike helmets on. When my child asked for bikes, I stressed that if I found them riding around town without helmets, they would lose the privilege of riding a bike, amongst other consequences. We teach our kids the same. They knew I was very serious, so my daughter chose not to ride a bike, but my son chose to ride one. They f- the first day he asked to ride to camp with all his friends, I had that dreadful feeling you described, and I was so panicked when he was leaving. And he assured me he would be careful when he arrived safely. He called. I was so relieved that I let my panic subside a bit, and then because he wasn't paying attention, he got hit on the way home and spent a whole summer confined to a hospital bed with his injuries while his injuries healed. Social media media was just beginning back then. I'm not big on social media. Now I only have Instagram so I can see my kids' updates. So there was really no way for me to reach people beyond my town to stress the importance of helmets and the fact that my son would not be here today if I didn't relentlessly insist that he go against the norm and wear one. My daughter was dating the chief of police son at the time, so when the accident happened, news spread very quickly in our small town and half the town was at the scene when he was hit, and I saw several parents I know personally or recognize from sports my kids were involved in. Um, everyone or every once in a while after that day, one of those children was hit by a car on their bikes, including our next door neighbor's son. And not one of them had their helmets on, or if they did, it was not strapped correctly. That was another mm-hmm. thing. You guys, I will yeah. tell you this KJ nor cash. They had their helmets on, but they were not strapped underneath their chin. And I, I don't even know why or how that happened. Cause our nanny put the helmet on and she's diligent about it. But the, that was, um, yeah, that's another big thing. So we stress the importance um, to them, but now, you know, I'll, I'll always be yeah. on the ball to check, but, um, I would literally lose my mind each time I heard of another accident. I loudly voiced my opinion on their irresponsibility at any chance I had at every single town event we attended after that, but it seemed no one was willing to listen. They just nodded their head in understanding. And the next day I would see their kid without a helmet again. Sorry for this long story, but to this day, I still get so upset and a bit panicky at the thought that I could have lost my son. If I did not stress repeatedly, like a crazy lady, the importance of bike helmets to my kids. I feel this subject is just as important as seatbelts and car seats, but does not get enough attention. And when someone like you, who's a celebrity, but also a likable person oh thank you and a very relatable mother can help spread the word that can be a good thing to this day i'll always look for ways to get the word out about helmet safety and hopefully it will save someone's life or the life of someone's child who's not old enough or responsible enough to know better thank you for listening and hearing my story dd yeah i mean listen we as parents it's our responsibility period that's it it's our responsibility and yeah they can't ride their bikes if they don't have it on them. They ride these little freaking scooters down our driveway from the very top of our driveway. It's like kind of a little bit of a hill, and they come all the way to the back of our driveway, to the back of like where our garages are. And I catch them on that sometimes, like without a helmet on on the weekends with Bertha, our older nanny. And I told Bertha this weekend, Bertha, they have to have a helmet on. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if I catch you guys without a helmet, you'll lose your bike, you'll lose your scooter, you won't go in your go-kart, et cetera. And I think they've realized it. And I think what happened to Kane really scared the shit out of them. Um, KJ was pretty quiet and I didn't think about this crime, but somebody said to me, I don't know who, maybe it was Tracy when I said KJ was really quiet, like for the next hour. And she's like, well, he was there when the incident happened to cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he so it. he saw it. Uh-huh. And so this, you know, probably brought up very vivid memories right. of, <clears throat> of what happened to cash and how terrible that was for him. Right. So, I couldn't. I didn't even think about that at the time. By yeah. the way, so well, I think back on my childhood too, and and uh, I'm grateful that you know my mostly my my father. You know, my I think my mom every once in a while, but he kind of was the one that was the final say on what I could and couldn't do as far as dirt bikes and things like that when I was younger and bicycles and and uh, they were always diligent about just taking the proper measures to take a somewhat risky activity and instead of not letting me do it and not letting me have 
and experience fun things in life. They just took every precaution they could to reduce the risk of either something bad happening right. or an accident or, or things like that. And that's how you have to approach life. I don't want people to just bubble wrap their kids. And, I do. I want to. Right. But you I have to, to experience I life. know. Croy, Croy, you know, in essence, um, definitely keeps me somewhat calm and sane. But I would, in a perfect world, definitely like to bubble wrap our children. Right. Like, I... But obviously, like as a mother, you know, and a father, but you love your children more than anything in this whole wide world. And I think that it's super important to take these precautions and do all of these things. But ultimately, like, I think boys are, man, they're, it's stressful. Right. Well, and I, my dad set a very good example in the sense that there wasn't too often where I heard a no as far as like riskier activities was, whether it was, you know, chopping wood or, or helping my dad run a chainsaw or doing chores or on a dirt bike or on a bicycle or shooting guns or he never really told me no, but what he made sure happened prior to anything ever happening with that object or me doing it alone without his supervision was he went through the proper steps. I mean, I took motorcycle safety courses with him that were weekends long and eight hours a day in class and with instructors. And I think cash is going to be the motorcycle man. Yeah. I took Hunter's education and, and I was, I was always put through the proper steps and protocols to understand that. Yes, you can take and do activities that may be risky, but you better do your due diligence beforehand so that you don't have, unnecessary accidents or you're not educated in the process of whatever it is that you're doing, which helps then reduce those risks. So that's the biggest 100%. thing is in teaching your kids the, the proper process to go through so that when they have those tools, when they're of age and they're a teenager and they want to do those things, they don't feel like, oh, I'll just go, I'll just go do it, whatever right. they, they say, yeah, I want to do it, but how do I go about doing that? And then they're more apt to respect the activity or the object or tool, uh, understanding that you can use it, trust yourself, but trust the process to get the ability to be able to use it. Yep. hundred percent. Right. I agree with you there. Yeah. So that's how our 2020 started. Yeah. We're <laughs> anyway, off to a great start. We're off to a great start. <laughs> and we haven't been on them since just because we've been super duper busy. The NFL playoffs continue this weekend. It's the divisional round and every play, every possession is on the line. There's college football bowl national championship games on Monday, January 6th, and the NBA action continues to heat up. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at podcast one betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use promo code podcast one for your 50% sign up bonus for this week's divisional round playoffs. You guys, our picks Big, big matchups. We have the Vikings and the 49ers. We're going to take the 49ers. We have the Titans and the Ravens. We're going to take the Ravens. Texans versus the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs. And the last one, Seahawks versus the Packers. Going with the Packers. That's a close one. NBA, Denver at Dallas. Boston at Philly. Houston at Oakland. Lakers at Dallas. Visit betonline.ag. And don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus. Betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Enjoy watching the games this weekend. So, Brielle got her lips dissolved. And guess what? So did I. I haven't advertised it, but I got my lips dissolved as well. I look fucking crazy. No, you don't. I'm not feeling it. No. Um, I found a doctor in Atlanta... And really excited about her, Dr. Doan, Dr. T, it's D-R dot T-H-U-Y-D-O-A-N is her Instagram. I don't even know how I found her, but anyway, she's here in Atlanta. I love to perform after pictures. And I feel like a lot of my um, lip filler kind of migrated on my bottom lip. And I felt something was off this summer. And I've had a couple people add to them and dissolve a little bit. And I went to a doctor in Miami who, when I did something, it wasn't Dr. He didn't, Dr. Hoxine didn't do my lips. Uh, I can't think of the lady's name. When I did my, um, my boobs or whatever, and I had my lips dissolved by her, and she was so fucking rude and condescending. And um, I don't know if you guys have had your lips dissolved, but for the ones that have, Hylinex is a little painful. It burns going in. It's it's not comfortable. And when the lady was dissolving my lips on one side only, really, and it was a little uneven, she was like, do you need a moment? I was like, dude, she was so rude, okay? And I just, you know, I loved uh, Dr. Kasabian in Los Angeles. I think he does a great job. And had I stuck just 
getting my lips done there, I probably would have been okay. But I just went here, there, and everywhere. So we dissolved them and uh, over two days, actually, last Friday. And then we, Brielle and I went again Sunday. We're going, I'm going tonight to get like a little bit of touch up. Another thing that bothered me, you guys, about this is actually our golden nugget. So I don't even know why I'm doing all this right now. So here's the golden nugget before the positive <laughs> segment. But anyway, um, when you get filler in your lips and it's injected in, you know, an inappropriate way per se or not the correct way. Um, when I looked back at photos of me, when Dr. Kasabian was doing my lips, uh, they were like pink. They were like so pretty, like Croizar, right? In front of me or my kids or whatever. And definitely as you get older, you lose color, you know, just in your lips and in your face and whatever, but not to the point where they look like blue, like mine. So when she dissolved, she said a lot of the filler was kind of sitting on the, it wasn't the vein, was it? What did she say that kind of like where it gives you that color? So tonight she's only going to be hydrating my lips and like giving them the, the hydration back. And then I'll go back in six weeks and she'll shape them more. And so I got to be honest with you guys. I love my smile without my lips because you see so much more of my teeth. But yo, I mean, I'm 41. The space between my nose and my lips. What I like about this doctor is this. The cupid's bow of our mouth is really, really important. Mine's pretty decent. It's always been pretty pronounced. Um, my top lip has always been bigger than my bottom. Not like, you know, it's probably like 60-40 um, instead of even 50-50, but more my top lip than my bottom. But you, I lost even my border on my lips. So anyways, if you're in Atlanta, she's the one to do it. And so she dissolved the majority of it. And I have like a decent shape right now. I'm not, you know, in love with it, but she's going to touch it up tonight. So anyways, um, I haven't posted about it. I told the doctor that I would post like kind of my before, my after I dissolved and then after my first appointment and then finally at the end to show you guys. But um, I'm really happy that I did it. I just feel naked. I do. I feel naked. (laughs) So... Um, excited to go and see her tonight, but you know, dissolving also, you have to be careful. Um, what I like about her, she numbs you first and then she does a dissolver. I had somebody dissolve my lips completely about a year ago and he stuck about 50 needles in LA. He was out there, 50 needles, no numbing. And I had tears streaming down my face and he just kept on Right, pretty aggressive. Um, so she's, all about taking your time and having conversations with you. And she basically told me my face was perfect. (laughs) She basically said she kind of analyzes your face and some people's like chin is recessed or their cheeks aren't prominent or whatever. And what I like about her is that she's able to kind of analyze people's faces and kind of look you all over in the face because some people listen can take really big, beautiful lips. And then there's some people that if she gives you these big, beautiful lips, you're not going to see your teeth or whatever. So what I like about her is her measurements and the way she kind of looks at your face and, and studies it. So anyways, you guys, I'll be sure to update you guys and post all of these wonderful pictures. Um, Touching as, back on people or yeah, I guess doctors, uh, nurse practitioners, whatever people in the industry of providing a service or a procedure for somebody or anytime you're dealing with another individual, I feel like you should really have, um, you know, you call it bedside manner or empathy or uh, a perspective not of your own. And you can't, you know, you can't impose what you think somebody should be experiencing. That's just my opinion because I, we've, been around and seen a lot of different people and, and experienced a lot of different things with individuals and, and some people get it. And that experience is, is inviting, it's comforting and it makes for a much more enjoyable experience and a better outcome with the patient or the person you're dealing with. There's the other ends of the spectrum where you think that somebody shouldn't be in pain or you think that this isn't a big deal or whatever you, I think that person who's providing that service or, or helping that person get whatever it is that they want should never think anything or whatever, because everybody experiences something differently. hundred percent. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's not one size thought, fits but, all kind of thing. Right. So if, if you're in that industry, take that into consideration in, in your business or your experiences will become a lot more successful. If, if you understand that everybody experiences that situation differently, 
sometimes a laser may may just burn the crap out of somebody or sting the crap and somebody else can lay there and be like dude are you, are you doing anything to me so you just never know and if it's bothering somebody be empathetic and help them understand or help them through the process so a big thing for me you guys in in this podcast and the platform that i have like i've always stressed you guys is when i do find somebody i love to share and what i love about brielle is that she shares too i didn't she didn't tell me she was going to share that she was dissolving her lips and and kind of reshaping them or doing whatever she just did it and i love that she's so open and honest and i think and i'm very thankful that i have the ability and the friend to connect me with different people or even social media. Like one thing I'm very thankful for, and I said it in a post recently, is I'm very thankful for Instagram. I'm very thankful for Facebook because this is how I found this one doctor in particular. I would have never found her otherwise. A lot of my friends that I've talked to for years on Instagram, I've never even met. It's hilarious. Like, um, you know, I am very thankful for social media. But with that being said, um, Again, you know, it's 2020. I'm going to encourage everybody to only speak positive, encourage other women. It's very, um, you know, there's always going to be one, but whatever. Let's encourage other people. Let's start the new year off right. We're going to talk about in our positive segment how to keep your New Year's resolutions. But I think, you know, Brielle's like, oh, my God. Perez Hilton just said that I didn't dissolve my lips, um, that I added just a little bit more. And I, I just tweeted him today like, dude. Let's, let's think about that. Let's think about that, sweetie. Um, so he did actually just write back. <laughs> and he said, um, it's just fucking bizarre. He posted and said, um, I'm not convinced she had her lip filler removed. I just think she got less put in this time. I, w- I wrote him and said, that's not even an option. If you added anything, they would get bigger, period. The only right. way to get smaller lips, sweetie, is dissolving. Right. He said, fillers don't require maintenance, question mark. They don't dissolve naturally, question mark. Why do people go in for touch-ups then? Yeah, like maybe over fucking right. six months. Like They dissolve over years. They don't dissolve overnight. Yeah. like The only way to dissolve overnight is to have, to have them have dissolve. Dissolved. Yeah, 100%. You can't right. add anything like – it's just the most bizarre thing I've, I've ever heard. You know what's you know what else I want to say to you guys too, is that I'm on blood thinner as you know, and I had slight bruising on my bottom lip, and I was stuck probably nine times, very slight bruising and nothing on my top. That's just her technique, and which is I can totally respect and appreciate. But um, yeah, I don't know. People just write shit to just write shit, I guess. So. <laughs> I don't know. With the new year officially here and everyone vowing to restrictive resolutions, Pepsi wants to usher in the new decade a bit differently by encouraging everyone to unapologetically do what they enjoy, even in the face of others' judgment. We believe the most enjoyable life is one that's free from constraints. Create moments of unapologetic enjoyment, like no one's watching and nothing is holding you back. You are free, free to do what you love, not what you should. Celebrate out loud when your team scores a touchdown, even if the whole stadium hears you. Watch that fifth straight episode of Netflix, even if you should be getting dressed to start your day. Pepsi-Cola has always been a product that invokes enjoyment. That's what I like. We'll be right back with House of Kim. You're listening to House of Kim with Kim zolciak Beerman. Okay, moms out there. Now listen, I have been trying to find a dollhouse of quality. I know that sounds like bananas, but like I want Kaya to have a dollhouse that she can give to her daughter. Like a collectible. Like or a, a like a really nice mm-hmm. dollhouse, right? I don't really even know what I was looking for specifically, but I know that I've been on the hunt for years to find like a really nice dollhouse. And I know you guys are probably gonna tell me like I'm way behind on this what I'm about to tell you guys on this one brand. I really wanted something of quality and I'm laying in bed with Croy. It was right after Christmas and Lauren Ridinger, who is an absolute angel. Um, she owns a makeup line. I mean, she's just a doll. Did you have a dollhouse? I had a like dollhouse. Yes. Where I had is a it? dollhouse and my mom's I'm probably so never going to see it. No, she probably gave it to my okay. sister-in-law. I had a high chair as well that uh-huh. was more nor- like not as small as the one Kai just got right. but it was about to hear right. and, like 30, and Ariana inches. would sit in it and Brielle uh-huh. and oh it was gosh, wooden and my yeah. mom painted it and yeah. no they were sitting when they were like babies you know yeah. and um we had a wooden high chair yeah it was like, it was all wooden you had to slide it was like, no mine was just lifted up 
Well, the, maybe maybe two, yeah. Yeah, so I you didn't slide ours. anything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you scoot underneath it. Yeah, no, you 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 put them in this mm-hmm. way, yeah, and then it folds over their head. Right. No, you, I just leave same, mine down and then the finesse one. the there legs. There was probably Anyways, one option. Yeah. So I had the dollhouse. It was really That's really fun. cute. Um, I always had like girl stuff, and I got to be honest, you guys, I feel like Kaya gets the short end of the stick when it comes to toys. Like, I'll tell you guys real quick. We put Kaya in the go kart. She didn't get one from Santa. For obvious reasons, we put her in the go kart day one. She crashed into Kane. She didn't look. She didn't couldn't find the brake. She hit our Range Rover. This is why she's like, Corey's like, see why Santa didn't bring you one. She's like, yes, and I never want to get in one again. Like well, us women this, are a little bit, we're not into it. I'll say this though, if you're talking a specific girl slash boy toys, like if you want to get into the, you know, girls play with dolls, boys play with Nerf gun. Like if you want to, you know say it like that i don't really feel like there's very many options for girls like all there really is is dolls like specific for girls boys there's nerf guns and dirt bikes and i think i don't just i just feel like there's more options like uh what do you call them uh like uh not nascar but the the like race cars and things like that where it's all more toys for boys and then there's more like group toys where both boy and girl could do a, an easel or an art set both both right. boy and girl can play with play-doh like that's not really sex specific but when you get down to like there's only barbies and dolls i mean the, the lol dolls but they're all it's all dolls what, what else do girls have well i mean listen there could be you know uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, dolls, right. doll clothes, yeah. whatever. It's all dolls. Yeah, dolls. <laughs> Poor girls. I guess you're right. Okay. You guys don't have any toys. No, we really don't. Uh, I mean, bake, Barbie, do Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, okay. We have like the baby alive that but you can dolls. feed. And sh- yeah, I mean, it's all dolls. So anyway, <laughs> strollers, dolls. things like that. Whatever. <laughs> this guy. Right. So anyways, long story short, um, Lauren posted on her story this. I want to be exact when I give you this um, Instagram because there it is. This stuff, you guys, is unbelievable. Not only in a photo, but I've received it. And it's doll furniture and toys. It's Tiny Harlow on Instagram. It's eco-friendly. So it's Tiny H-A-R-L-O-W. At Tiny Harlow. At Tiny Harlow. Yes, they're located in Australia. And... um, so Lauren posted the furniture for her granddaughter and um I was freaking out. I was like, Lauren, oh my God, where did you get this stuff? Holy I just freaked out. I literally did. And so I contacted them. Anyways, I bought or got the furniture and a baby doll, of course. These mini land, let me make sure I'm saying the right um Miniland, I think is what it's called, is these dolls that are like so cute and everybody's crazy about them. And you can go on so many people's websites. And you can get that doll through their website, right? But it's not specific to them. Yes, yes, yes. Their furniture and everything to go with a doll, they get like the closets and the the high chair and the bed, the crib, the house, whatever. But there's a high chair, a little bouncy seat. Um, I, you guys, Go to her page. Thank me later. I got everything. I got the little like cabinet to keep her clothes in. And they make, what is this stuff called? It's not bamboo. She actually says it's like. Wicker? No, it's not not wicker. wicker. Rattan. Rattan. R-A-T-T-A-N. Welcome to the home of handcrafted dolls, toys, eco-friendly, luxe, heirloom quality, established in 2018. And all designs covered by copyright. So. You guys, thank me later. You can go to tinyharlow.com as well. But um, the lady is so, so, so nice and yeah. so sweet. The quality of this stuff is impeccable. Right. And I it's got such it a cool super kind quick. of gift, too, I think, in what it's you said. It's an awesome gift to give to somebody that just had a baby, though, right. too. Give like, them, like, one or two pieces. Yes, and, and let them they collect can build them. over time. Right. And they can, you know, I, I just start buying. I just want everything. Yeah. Right now. Right now, I want everything. So <laughs> I got the little, um, the, the larger, it's like a little closet, and it comes with the same, like, bamboo, but it's not what it is, hangers that are, like, custom made. All this stuff is, like, made by hand. And I went on a couple websites that she had sent me to or Instagram accounts to buy these little dolls clothes. These dolls are like 38 centimeters. And when I Google, when I search like the Miniland dolls or whatever, there's so many people that make clothes for these girls and hair bows and ice skates. And I had to stop last night. I had to stop last <laughs> night. I had to stop, stop, stop because I would right. just go insane. But you guys, I am, I 
am so happy that I found, um, that I found this Instagram through Lauren and I just, and Chloe Kardashian got, got some of the stuff as well. And she posted it the other day, um, true for true. And mm-hmm. it's, just you guys, oh, thank me later. It's so amazing. That's what you were looking and I for. think it's a really, really great gift. And so she does dollhouses. This is my point. She does dollhouses. A lot of her stuff is sold out at the moment, um, but it's coming back in stock. And so I went to like M A I L E G Meg Leg, Meg Male mm-hmm. Leg. It's these little um little mice. Like little mice. Mm-hmm. And then they have all this furniture, you guys. I bought her a fridge. I bought her an ironing board. And it's like the ironing board board is like four inches long by like three inches high. The little iron is like one inch, about as big as one inch or so. I bought a refrigerator. I bought couches. I bought iron tables for the little mice to sit on outside the dollhouse. I don't even have the dollhouse yet, you guys. I don't have it yet because um, she was the lady that owns Tiny Harlow was um, out for the holidays. So she doesn't, she hadn't sent me that yet. (laughs) I have everything ready for the dollhouse. You guys stay tuned to my Instagram, but this, I am so excited to find, I feel like I can't find quality shit anymore. Like quality, like dolls, quality products. And like, I, I mean, I know I don't have the stuff that I had growing up or whatever. I know I don't have it physically right now. Maybe I'll get it someday, mm-hmm. but I do remember it and I play with it all the time. Kaya was freaking out when I showed it to her yesterday. <laughs> so my only problem is, is trying to keep her brothers away from it. But it's funny how I've been asking for what I want, letting it go, believing it'll come and receiving it. And it's been happening so quickly. And I mean, something like a dollhouse, people may say it's like crazy, like what the fuck? No, I have genuinely been looking for a dollhouse and then I just let it go and whatever. And I said to Corey, like, I found it. I'm so excited. And I think Meleg or whatever they're called, they have a dollhouse too, but it's just like your standard wooden dollhouse. I told Croy, I can't even imagine the dollhouse that you could build Kaya after the dog bunk beds that he built. I can't even imagine (laughs) what he would build Kaya. He's like, Kim, forget it. Forget it. (laughs) But anyways, so moving on to our positive segment, you guys, we're going to be talking about 10 tips for setting and keeping your New Year's resolutions and five ways to stop self-sabotaging. Keeping it positive. Enjoy, people. It's our positive segment. Turn that frown upside down. It's the new year. Croy and I have been running. I didn't run the last two days. I had to take a break. Um, You got to be good to your body. I just got dry needled. Thankfully, I feel much better today. Um, but anyways, let's just jump into these these tips for setting and keeping your New Year's resolutions. Um, we got this email from Jack Allen, and it's from that Dr. Alec Trivedi, T-R-I-V-E-D-I. But anyways, it says, Kim, it's almost that time again when people everywhere will be setting their annual New Year's resolutions. Obviously, we got this a couple of days before New Year's. Whether it's making more money, losing weight, or anything else, what you can actually do to make a great New Year's resolution in 2020. So here are 10 tips when it comes to setting and keeping the resolution. One, start small. Having a big goal in mind is fine, but realize the best way to be successful is to see it as an incremental process. Maybe you want to lose 15 pounds. That's great, but let's focus on losing 10 pounds at a time. If you constantly look at the big picture, you're going to get overwhelmed. Guys, that's me right now. I get overwhelmed looking at my house. I still haven't put all the Christmas stuff away, Christmas uh, gifts, never mind the decorations. Smaller goals are much easier to accomplish and will leave you feeling motivated and inspired to keep moving towards your larger goals. Two, Keep your mouth shut. This is a big one. I never (laughs) told anybody in my house that I was going to quit smoking. I just said I thought about it. And then I told Corey when I read the book, but I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I may just keep smoking. He's like, whatever. Croy used to chew tobacco or whatever, dip, whatever you want to call it. And guess what? We didn't really make out a lot because he always had the shit in his mouth. Oh, that's your excuse? Yeah, babe. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not even an excuse. So finally, like, I think I went to go kiss him like weeks, like literally like four weeks later or something stupid. And he's like, I'm like, wait a minute. You haven't even dipped lately. He's like, nope, it's been four weeks, sweetie. Thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing. I was like, oh my God. And we haven't really been making out either the last two weeks because he had a fucking, he had a beard. So he let his beard grow and I let my bush grow. Mm. It was like fucking. T-M-I. Well, I'm just saying, you uh, wanted to just. T-M-I. No, babe. You wanted to <laughs> let that shit grow. When I would kiss him, you guys, it was hanging past his lip. Like the hair was like curly. And then he would take a comb and he would like pull it out like ZZ Top look. So I said, fine, you want to deal with hair? You're going to deal with hair. Uh, you want me to do it? You're going to do it. But anyways, he's all cleaned up. Yeah. Um, And so am I. 
So anyways, when you keep your goal to yourself, it creates an inner drive to achieve them. Telling everyone else what you want to accomplish only puts more pressure on you and makes the process more difficult to manage. If you feel like sharing, tell other people about your failures. It may make you humble, may make you a humbler person. The other reason to speak about your failures is because there's so much learning and failures for yourself as well as those around you. Three, don't compare your goals to someone else's goals. This is your life, your goals, and your reality. What you want to accomplish is your in your life is going to be very different from what somebody else wants to achieve. For right. example, in the next few weeks, so many people are going to say that they want to lose weight in 2020. Do they really want to lose weight? Or are they saying that because it's a popular thing to do? Set goals that are truly valuable to you. I want to go back to number two just real quick. Oh, sorry. You, that's Keep okay. When you shut. tell people, yeah. Typically, what happens, too, when you tell people is they can easily not understand what it is that you're trying to achieve. You see your vision and you see your goal or your resolution very clearly, and you have this picture in your mind of what it is that you're trying to achieve. You tell somebody else, there's no way that they can see your same vision right then and there, and it can be very easy for them to be like, huh, you're crazy or good luck with that, or they put that little plant, that seed of doubt, Uh, make sure that you don't tell somebody who's going to do that or who doesn't have your best interest uh, at heart, or they can be kind of the naysayer in your life and only tell somebody that you trust and, and holds you accountable or is your mentor or somebody who wants what's ultimately for your best and can encourage you, whether they don't see the vision or not. Uh, they'll just be like, that's, that's great. And I, and I, I'm here to help you in however I can kind of attitude versus a discourager or somebody who, um, doesn't want you to be more successful than they are. 100% right. Okay, you guys. Um, master, four. four, master your failures. Master the areas you have failed at by finding out why. Why didn't you succeed in the past? If you didn't accomplish your goals last year, figure out what went wrong so you don't make the same mistakes. Treat your failures as a learning experience to move you closer to success. Five, focus on the experience, not the goal. It's not the million dollars that you're after. Oh, but it is. It's the experiences you get to have because of the million dollars. 100% true. Right. It's fine to have your goals, but rather than spending so much time obsessed with them, focus on the experience. Every day is a new experience with new people and new adventures. Knowing where you want to go is very important, but don't miss out on the ride. Six, expect bumps in the road. Trying to accomplish any goal is a process filled with ups and downs. Most people enter the new year expecting things to just magically change without much effort or obstacles. The person who accomplishes his new year's resolution is a person who overcame the very most obstacles. True. Seven, listen to the negative talk. All the self-help gurus, while well-intentioned, encourage you to only think positive thoughts. This can be unrealistic because you're living in a fantasy world. Paying attention to your negative self-talk is extremely important because it's trying to break you of your addiction to the fantasy. The key is to be optimistic about what you want while listening to the negative thoughts because it'll keep you grounded in reality. Focus on your quote-unquote why not. This is number eight. Most personal development people will tell you to focus on your quote-unquote why. Instead, you need to focus on your quote-unquote why not. This is the real reason you're not going after your goals. Until you figure out what's really holding you back, you can't have any forward progress. Very true. Nine, stay away from vision boards. Not true. (laughs) We did our vision boards on December 31st. Let me read what this is going to say here. These should be called nightmare boards. All they do is slap you in the face and constantly remind you all the things that you don't have or things you haven't been able to accomplish. Staring at million-dollar mansions, Lamborghinis, super fit models with bulging muscles isn't going to inspire you for greatness. It's delusional, and that will leave you feeling down. Lies. Lies, you guys. Listen, we did vision boards on New Year's Eve night like we do. All of the kids did them aside from Brielle and Ariana, uh, the four littles, Corey and I. We removed things off our vision board that happened over the last year, and then we added things to them, whether it's words, it's pictures, it's diagrams. I have big dreams. Dream big. I always tell people that. I mean, I genuinely, I'm getting older. I love to look at pictures of myself 10 years ago. Like, I love it. But I genuinely love myself at each and every stage, But and I don't have like a bikini model on my page, but right. I do have like a... a guy that could be in magazines in front of me every night naked so i don't need a picture of guys with muscles but if that's what you're looking for put it on your vision board i don't agree with this doctor here i think it's awesome at reminding you of what your dreams are just glance at the board feel what it feels like to have those things already and then go about your day it's a perfect example of do you see the glass half full or half empty a vision board may work for you And that's fantastic. And you have found a tool that helps you achieve your goals and helps you fast track your um, desires. It may not be a tool for somebody else. It may 
make you get sad or, or get depressed when you see that board and you don't get it. So understand what tools work for you and use those tools. Sometimes visualization works better for you than I, actually actually seeing a physical picture in front of you. So it's it's however you see it. The world is perception. Everybody's perception is different. 100%. You have to understand how you perceive the world, and that's your job and your responsibility to really dive in and better yourself and you know, read self-help books and, and understand different techniques to self-motivate uh, you and all those things. And if you want to get better, you can't see somebody else's tactic and, and think it's going to work for you. Right. It may. And that's fantastic because you did the research and you know and feel that it's working for you. But it may not. You may have to tweak it a little bit. You may have to do something different. You may have to, whatever it is, understand it and develop something for yourself off of other people's uh, triumphs and trials. 100% right. I am so excited. It's fall because that means it's new TV time and Hulu has all the shows that I love to watch, you guys. I love RuPaul, Gold Rush, and Shark Tank. As much as I love to watch those, I really, really love documentaries and Hulu has them too, like Intervention, Drugs, Inc., Deadliest Catch, and so many more. And you know what else Hulu has? A really great low price plan starting at $5.99 a month. So if you love TV and don't want to miss a moment of the new stuff, head over to Hulu.com and start your free trial now. And don't wait until January 1, which we're past that, you guys. But, you know, thinking you're going to make a magical change come the New Year is pretty delusional. It gives you more time to indulge in bad behavior. And if you're really serious about making a change, start right now. This is very, you know, this very second. I don't disagree with that. Like, starting now, why start, quote, unquote, January 1st or whatever? I did see something funny the other day where somebody's like, you know what? January's a free trial month. I'm going to start my stuff on February 1st. So, you know, whatever works for you guys, you have to be motivated internally you know, by yourself. Somebody can say something to you that will motivate you temporarily, but you have to want to change. You have to want to achieve something. You want to want to, you know, you have to want to lose that weight or quit smoking or whatever it is that you're really trying to do. My goals this year are to really live in the moment. That is a big goal of mine to really live in the moment. I need to like, you know, Kane's situation didn't help me. I'm trying to like curb the anxiety and let my kids be kids, but it's not easy for me. Um, to do that. So I'm going to try to work on that as well. I'm definitely going to focus on myself as far as like, I'm not, you know, my muscles have been sore, blah, blah, blah. So I got dry needle today. I'm going to take a bath later if that works. I'm definitely going to try to focus on like going to bed on time, getting great sleep, running five days a week. Um, and then I, my, our big goal for Corey and I that we've talked about is like at least one time a week, the boys are involved in a lot of extracurricular activities and Kaya does dance and so does Kane and KJ. So they just have a lot of stuff after school, but once a week plan something like just an outing with the kids necessarily without our phones, like whether it's a movie or ice skating rink or whatever. And that's a really big goal. You know, this, this two and a half weeks that they had off from school came and went, we did ice skating, they went to the movies, but I mean, in a perfect world, I would have loved to have, you know, every day done something fun. It, we have to work, but B to getting four kids out of the house isn't always easy. And I said to Corey, like, I don't have to do my makeup every time we can just you know, get in the car and go and make it fun. But that's a big goal of ours, um, you know, this year. Yeah. And then I just have personal goals myself and a big goal of ours that we want to go back to at least two podcasts a week. We knew with doing Dopey Tardy on the Road this summer that that was not going to be an option. And that's why we, you know, wanted to be able to deliver on time and do all that good stuff. So we didn't do the two, but we're, you know, because we wrapped, we have this, this time to kind of do that. So we're going to, you know, like just I have certain goals that I want to make sure I can deliver and commit to before I commit to. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and I think to goals and New Year's resolutions and whatever you want to title them, can sometimes you can get really, really excited and take that first big leap and get some progress or, or head towards it. And then, you know, four or five, six days in a couple of weeks in, you get tired or something happens where you fall off track or whatever. Right. Don't just say, ah, and throw the whole goal away and say, it's just shot. Can't do it. That's okay. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be setbacks. You may not achieve uh, the goal you set for that month to get to the ultimate end goal of the year. Just don't give up. Get back on track. If you if you messed up for a day, that's okay. You did all the hard work that you put in the three weeks before that aren't aren't for nothing. It's just you you took a step back. It's okay. We'll take two steps forward the following day. But a very good uh, person who has probably faced many many challenges and has not achieved. Uh, certain goals that he set and different things is uh, somebody we like to look up to is Tom Brady. 
he made a post uh, just the other day after he didn't reach his goal. You know, he, he mm-hmm. set a goal for this year and, and did not reach his goal. And he said, I just want to say to all of our fans, thank you. After a few days of reflection, I'm so grateful and humbled by the unconditional support you have shown me the past two decades. Running out of that tunnel every week is a feeling that is hard to explain. I wish every season ended in a win, but that's not the nature of sports or life. Nobody plays to lose, but the reward for working hard is just that, the work. I have been blessed to find a career I love, teammates who go to battle with me, an organization that believes in me, and fans who have been behind us every step of the way. Every one of us that works at Gillette Stadium strived to do their best, spent themselves at a worthy cause, and prepared to fail while daring greatly. Credit to Tony Roosevelt. And for that, we've been rewarded with something that the scoreboard won't show, the satisfaction of knowing we gave everything to each other in pursuit of a common goal. That is what team is all about. In both life and football, failure is inevitable. You don't always win. You can, however, learn from that failure, pick yourself up with great enthusiasm, (laughs) and place yourself in the arena again. And that's right where you will find me, because I still have more to prove. So I think that's that's, that's pretty and, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think that encompasses the start to a new year. We're we're at a point where a lot of people love to set goals, and that's fantastic. Set those goals and start your path towards those goals. But you just don't know what's going to be down the road. Just don't give up. Pick yourself up with enthusiasm, and put yourself right back in the arena and go at it again. And at some point, you'll get there. Thankfully for him, he was there for six times, and he wants a seventh. You know, he he got there, but he wants to continue to keep going there. He didn't get there every year, but you guys, Corey knows I'm a big fan of Tom Brady, kind of his mentality, how he thinks. But yeah, I think yeah, that says a lot. Yeah, it you does. Know? And I mean, it, and he didn't respond. You know, I'm learning also not to pop off at the mouth because I would have been on Twitter like bah, 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 responding to people <laughs> like a knucklehead. But he took some time. He took a couple days to reflect. And I got to be honest, I'm sad they're not going to the Super Bowl. So, anyways. In other news, you guys, we did win the uh, betonline.ag for the week, but we'll get into that in a second. Okay, you guys, five ways to stop sabotaging your goals. Uh, This is from Jennifer Thomas. Of course, this is from Bradley Nelson, who wrote The Emotion Code. Um, No matter our goals, sometimes we end up making choices or acting in a way that undermines what we really want. Even the best of conscious intentions, we often allow this self-sabotage to creep in and prevent us from reaching our goals. Here are five ways. Focusing on the failure. Here we go. What to do. These people who succeed may actually have more failures in their lives because it's those failures that lead to the skill and wisdom to succeed the next time but rather than feeling defeated when you fail look for the lesson and the things you've done right that you can build upon big one two not celebrating small victories what to do when you're working on a goal it usually helps to break it down into smaller milestones the same concept can be applied to the celebration of those milestones don't wait to pat yourself on the back until you've reached your goal celebrate the minor victories you've achieved along the way procrastinating number three Procrastination may result from feelings of trapped emotions, fear, dread, insecurity. Resolving the emotion that may cause you to put things off can make a world of difference in your success. If you guys haven't read The Emotion Code, it's an incredible book. Faking it. Ever found yourself putting on a fake smile when you really feel sad, angry, or resentful? Releasing those negative emotions may be as quick as easy as using The Emotion Code to rid yourself of that energy. It's helped thousands of people who release negative Uh, who release negativity and experience the joy and motivation that keeps them moving towards the things that they really want. Five, imposter syndrome, feeling you are not worthy of success, happiness, and love. What to do? Take stock of your accomplishments, write them down, and just, just, just don't focus on the big things. After all, the small stuff is what adds up to make you the person you are today. Hold on to your list, add to it at every opportunity, use it to fuel your positive affirmations about who you really are and what you're capable of. Summary basically is learn from your failures. I think that's a very, very big one. Mm-hmm. Celebrate small victories, resolve feelings that cause uh, procrastination, rid yourself of negative energy, and note your accomplishments. If you can do these five things, chances are you're better equipped to stop self-sabotaging yourself and start achieving your goals, says Dr. Bradley Nelson, which I think is very, very true. It's the golden nugget. You win. Yeah, I mean, I think... nugget there to the positive And I do think, too, like, you know... I wanted to organize my whole house, clean every room, put away all the Christmas presents, blah, blah, blah. And I just said to Corey one day, you know what? The kids are at home. Corey and I get up early every day with the kids. We can actually sleep in and relax a little bit now with the kids. So can the kids. Let's do it when they go back to school. 
So that's exactly what we're doing. Um, but I, it did drive me nuts a little bit, but I had to let it go. And you know, my mom told me something once and it stuck with me. And my house, when it was just me and the girls, um, I would have everything organized from hair bows to sock color to, I mean, it was like impeccable. And I didn't even allow my girls to really play with their toys because I didn't want the house a mess. I always wanted it to look like a model home per se. Yeah, showroom. So, and if there was even a scratch on the wall, I had painters in my house at least twice a week for like two years. I'm not even kidding you. They thought I was nuts. And I was. And my mom said to me one day, Kim, they're never going to be like, yeah, you know what? My mom kept such an organized house. They're going to say my mom played dolls with us. My mom did our hair. We baked cookies and made a mess. We had spa days. Yeah, whatever. Sat in the bathtub together. Yeah. just So that really struck a chord with me. And I've been a different person ever since. Maybe to the other extreme. But anyway, (laughs) um, that's not here nor there. So happy new year, you guys. Um, Thank you for your patience. Um, we're definitely going to be working on two a week here as we get going into the new year. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can email Kim at KimZolciak.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. A huge thank you to our sponsors for this episode of House of Kim. They are Bet Online. Sign up with promo code PODCAST1 to receive 50% sign-up bonus today and follow along with your favorite host picks throughout the season. Hulu. Hulu is the reality TV you love to binge. Sign up now for only $5.99 per month. Mercari. Check out Mercari on the App Store or Mercari.com. And Pepsi. Pepsi encourages you to unapologetically do what you enjoy.